0: Good morning, it's 9.30 on Friday, the 24th of April, 2020. It's radio blogging, and more importantly, it's Wolf Brother Friday welcome to
1: radio blogging daily shows with interactive activities to keep everyone busy and engaged brought to you by pi corbett david mitchell ian rocky and russell prue just listen and blog it's live fun and interactive and with new educational tasks every day just head over to radioblogging.net to listen and find out more
0: Oh yes, it's Michelle Paver Friday, and I have poshed up. Whoa. I know, I know, I so have poshed up. It's like having royalty on the show, and. Uh... Forgive me, I'm trying them as well, I have to say. Welcome to another cracking Friday live, brilliant, exciting, interactive educational show. Hello, 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 wherever you are listening. Get in contact with us. Please, 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 we'd love to hear where you are listening from today. Just drop us a text. On the text service, we are 07624 802 272. That's not my mobile. That is the studio texting service, 07624 802 272. Your data is safe with us and calls from most UK mobiles will be free of charge. You can drop us an email. We are radioblogging at gmail.com. You can tweet us at radioblogging or you can simply go to radioblogging.net and make a comment on our comment wall. We'd love to hear from you today. We so would um, because this is an interactive. We're live. It's not a podcast. We are absolutely live. It's 31 minutes past nine and we can respond to you live in the day. We've got got. some cracking activities, And here's the favourite bit for me, is to introduce the man himself.
2: Start the day with a slice of pie. This is radioblogging.net.
3: Good morning, Mr Corbett. Good morning, sir. All is well in the Corbett household. It's sunny again, which is absolutely fantastic. And I I was up early at the crack of dawn. I've uh, made the bed. I've got my socks on, on the right feet and i've been downstairs and there was big excitement russell this morning big excitement in the kitchen as you know we have a new bread bin because we have been trying to keep gerald the mouse out of the porridge because oh was it about two three weeks ago he had a forage in the porridge didn't he? yes indeed yes there was there was a mouse in the house and a forage in the porridge so Um, I've tried everything with this this mouse, but he he is cheeky. He is sneaky. He is a midnight thief, I reckon. And there was a great scream this morning because Mel, my wife, opened the bread bin and there was a huge from the kitchen and there he was. He was in the bread bin. He must have sneaked in last night. I blame my son, Teddy, who probably had gone into the kitchen for a slice of bread, a midnight piece of toast or something. And um, he must have pogoed in this mouse. I mean, how does he do it? So he's in the bread bin. Huge scream, much excitement. Mel shouting, catch him, catch him, catch him. It's Gerald the mouse. Um, And (laughs) I tried my best. All I had was a slipper. I tried my best to catch you, but my goodness, he moves quickly. He's in the back now, around the back in the boiler, uh, sneakily hiding. So we've had a lot of excitement this morning. And according to my Fitbit, (laughs) I've done done 312 (laughs) paces today and my heart rate is up to 77. And it's normally down in the 60s. So you can tell how excited I am because we've had real Gerald de Mouse issues this morning, Uh, but also it's Michelle Paver. Uh, And I love that series. Lots of you listening at home and in school will know that wonderful novel, Wolf Brother. And there are a lot of other books in the series and a new one has just come out and it's called Vipers' Daughter. And we're going to have an extract from that in a while. But for those of you who... Uh, are new to us we always start with a couple of games and what happens is head teacher ian rocky and i play the games you sit with your notepad and pencil and jot down any ideas and then we will have a bit of a, a, an interlude perhaps a bit of music maybe some shout outs i don't know russell but we'll have an interlude while everybody at the home uh, at home and in school plays the games so are you there um uh, head teacher
2: Creative games, play and try with Ian and Pie.
4: I am here. Good morning, Pie, and it is. It's time to play. But I was just, I was just getting over the fact you've got a Fitbit, Pie. <laughs> I mean, who needs Joe Wicks when we've got Pie But you could start the day at nine thirty, uh, you know, nine o'clock, Pie, couldn't you?
3: I could. I, I no, I couldn't. <laughs> I'd be terrible. Um, but I do have a Fitbit. My daughter gave me a Fitbit. I think. Well, you see, the problem is <laughs> we're all at home. So we're not getting as much exercise and moving around as we normally do. And it is tempting to have a crumpet in the afternoon and or, or to sort of think, oh, there's a hot cross bun. I'll have one of those. And, and I do suspect that I need to do more exercise uh, than I'm currently doing. So the Fitbit is there uh, to help me track what I'm doing and what I'm up to. And it's still on 312 um, paces today. Yep. Um, I haven't made another pace since I last told you. So let's play the game then. Okay. Um, Now, we've got two games. The first one is our old friend, the alliterative animal alphabet with an adjective. Mm. And we go like this. So I go, let's say, I think of an animal that starts with A because it's an alphabet. Um, So I would go A is an amazing ant. And then you, for B, you've got to think of an animal that starts with a B and an adjective that goes with it. And I'm wondering if we can this time get get to the end of the alphabet, but I doubt it somewhat.
4: Let's try. Let's try.
3: A is an amazing ant.
4: B is a beautiful badger.
3: C is a curious cat.
4: D is a dangerous dog.
3: E is an elegant elephant. F is a fragrant fox. G is a gorgeous. <laughs> all I can think of is gherkin. <laughs> That's not an animal at all. Gorilla. Gorilla. I got it. I got it. I got it. Gorilla.
4: Okay. One H. Um, H. H is a humorous hyena.
3: All right. I is an invisible iguana. J is a jumping jackdaw. J K is a um, kinesthetic kingfisher.
4: Oh, L is a laughing leopard.
3: M is a marvellous moose. N is a napping newt. And o is an ostentatious ostrich.
4: P is a
3: playful penguin. Q is a quiet quacker.
4: <laughs> R is a red rattlesnake.
3: S is a small sausage dog. T is a terrifying tiger. I got U. Ah. U is a unique unicorn. V is a vicious vulture. W is a weary wolf.
4: And there's no way <laughs> I'm gonna get something for it. You got, you got an
3: ex- X-ray fish.
4: An X-ray fish. Um, X is oh, an adjective. I don't know an adjective with X.
3: Xylophonic. <laughs> <laughs> Why um, is it yellow jetty? <laughs> Z, I, I don't know. We did pretty, well. We did pretty is- well. Okay. Now, one of the things about uh, the Wolf Brother series is that um, the main character, Torak, forms... This very close relationship with the wolf cub right at the very beginning. And the wolf sees Torak as, he, as a member of his pack. He's his pack brother. And wolves uh, live together in these very close packs of about sort of six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 uh, wolves. Uh, and they work together, they live together, they support each other. It's like their family. The pack is incredibly important. So friendship, a bond, is partly what the story um, is about. So we're going to play "My Friend I Would Give You," and we're going to make a list of amazing things that we would give to um, a, 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 to a friend. Um, and th- those of you, you could really, you could r- almost write this as a long um, as a long poem. "My friend, I would give you." Right here we go. "My friend, I would give you the last smarty." From my packet? Uh,
4: my friend, I would give you a dragon's
3: scale. Okay. My friend, I would give you um, the shine of a star from the universe.
4: My friend, I would give you a glinting gem from
3: the ocean. My friend, I would give you um, the speed of a falcon. Hmm. My friend, I would
4: give you a hair from a unicorn's mane. Hmm. My friend,
3: I would give you an opal. You know those beautiful bluey green stone? Yeah. An opal. I would give you an opal. From uh, the Australian outback. Lovely. Uh, my friend, I would give you
4: a troll's crown.
3: Mm, love it. Now, the other way we could um, play the game, Ian, is we could say, I will be friends with you until, I will be friends with you until the final volcano explodes.
4: Ooh, I. Will be friends with you until
3: uh, the last cloud sweeps across the sky. I will be friends with you until the very final tick tock. Mm,
4: I will be friends with you until the last wave laps the beach.
3: I will be friends with you until I have caught Gerald the mouse. <laughs> my porridge and got rid of him down the bottom of the garden so there we go two good games there the alliterative animal alphabet with an adjective folks and my friend i would give you or my friend i will be friends with you until so ready steady go because now you're going to play the games at home and in school and uh, Russell, have we got a little bit of music or something, an interlude? For the we, games, we,
0: we do have that whilst that's going on. If you would like, I can do that for you without a problem. Uh, it's uh, our most requested song uh, for this uh, series of shows, I have to say. And you know what it is. It's Friday, mm-hmm. and they're coming at you right now. It's Muppet Time.
5: Hi, my name is Peter Bunzel, and you are listening to RadioBlogging.net.
3: Mm-hmm. so i love that track as you know russell it always cheers me up gets my gets my foot tapping as soon as it comes on i smile so lovely to hear um and that was the voice of uh, peter Bunzel, who's the author of cog Cart, and peter will be with us uh, next week on friday i think it is and um will be reading from uh from his new book isn't it russell that he reads from yes it is i think yes indeed yeah, absolutely a, a brilliant mm-hmm. reader
0: You're gonna absolutely love it Pi
3: yeah um uh, just one quick shout out before we move forwards um uh, uh we've got to alfie and vinnie um who um are um uh, and grand the grandchildren that's it. alfie and vinnie and Grand and granddad are in broadstairs and they're in london and Grand and granddad say we love listening to your show and they have been listening since day two so you're very very welcome we love it when people stay with us so we like to start with, and I'll talk about this at the end of the show, but we like to start with some of the children uh, sort of introducing the day's show, and we will record uh, at the end of this session, we will record um, uh, an introduction for tomorrow, but the challenge set yesterday was to introduce the show with some facts about wolves, and we have at least two or three, don't we, Russell?
0: We have two cracking ones I have to today. The first one is from Finlay, uh, and this one is called Magnificent Wolves.
2: Magnificent Wolves.
6: Hello. Today in the studio we have Professor O'Connor, who is here to share his theory that lots of people are mistaken in their belief that wolves are dangerous animals. How long have you been studying wolves, Professor O'Connor? I have been studying them for the last three years of my career and I have discovered that wolves are kind, gentle animals that work together in packs. Why do you think it is then that people fear wolves? I think it is the stories of werewolves which detail the process
2: of human Transforming into dangerous wolves. However, as I have not seen any conclusive evidence of where wolves are, I think it is best that people stick to the facts.
6: Professor, tell me, what is the most interesting thing that you have learnt about wolves? Wolves are fascinating creatures. Bites from wolves are extremely rare. The wolf would only attack if it was defending its pack. Packers?
2: a pack is a group of wolves that live harmoniously to raising their cubs and gathering
6: food. Thank you so very much for sharing your knowledge and valuable time Professor O'Connor. I'm sure our listeners really enjoyed hearing it.
0: Your listeners most definitely enjoyed listening to that, you two Pi? Mm.
3: Yeah, I loved that. Well done, Finley. Marvelous stuff. We love to hear uh, not just the um, not just one person, but we like to hear two, if not three people, don't we, Russell? Absolutely. So they bounce off each other. I thought that was a, a, a wonderful piece. Very well written too. Conclusive evidence is that. So we're going into the sort of language that you would get in this sort of programme. And you've got another for us, I believe. I have this is Eliza from
0: Gastrells.
2: Good morning, listeners. Today, I'm with Dr W. O. Howells. Doctor, are wolves something that us humans should be scared of? Well, in my opinion, I think that humans are scared of wolves Because fairy tales and films make wolves sound like vicious, nasty and violent creatures that roam around at night. Normally, when people think of a wolf, they think of their loud, ear-busting howl at a full moon. Doctor, did you get your name from your love of wolves or was it just a coincidence? That is besides the point. We are slowly making our way off the topic of wolves. Oh yes, sorry. So, could you tell our listeners some facts about wolves? that maybe will make them less scared. Well, they have long snouts and pointed ears on the top of their head. What do they eat? Wolves are carnivores and like to eat moose, deer, elk, big horn, sheep, bison, squirrels, mice, weasels, foxes. And to add to their diet, apples, pears, berries and melons. Wow, that's a lot of food. Thank you, Dr. Howells for giving us interesting information about wolves. That's all for this morning and we'll see you at three. Oi! That was my line!
0: Well done Eliza. Great bit of humour there, eh Pike?
3: Yeah, loved it, absolutely, yes. Bit of humour gets us a long way. Well done, Eliza. And Eliza's from Gastrels, and I've got a feeling that gastrals is quite close to where I live. So once all of this hoo-ha is over, Eliza, I'm going to come and visit your school because I know lots of children from Gastros have been following us. And I really will look forward to that. Fantastic stuff. Well done. And we'll do a recording for tomorrow, Russell, at the end of today. But I think that it is time that we move towards hearing from Michelle Paver, who her first book was Wolf Brother. And that really took primary schools by storm. It is such a well-written book, such an exciting story. If you've not read it, um, Mums and Dads and Teachers, it's a great one as a reader, um, bedtime reader, marvellous book to read to your child. And if you're a pretty strong reader, I would have thought a strong reader, 9, 10, 11, 12, you would really enjoy this book. And there is a series Um, uh, edge of the seat stuff exciting adventure it's it's set in the stone age uh, the story and as I say it imagines um, this boy Torak and and the wolf and they make friends together and Michelle is uh, in a moment going to be reading from her new book the latest one in the series which is called Viper's Daughter now we like to respond to our authors and poets so everybody, you need to be, if you look at the menu on the top, you need to be where it says today's show. And if you scroll down, it says, welcome to today's show. And you will see just above the words activity one and the picture of the wolf howling, you will see a small orange box that says Michel Paver response. Now, if you click on that, up will a page will open up and there you can see what we call a Padlet and it says michelle Paver a response to the reading and interview and it's got all sorts of colored circles now michelle is in a moment going to read from the new book a really exciting extract and in order to give her a response um all you do is you click on that pink circle that you can see in the bottom right hand corner with a plus mark in it click on that and then bingo up comes a little box and it says title now, in the title, we put our names because everything is read, everything is checked, we need to know who you are, um, and obviously we won't post up anything that is is, um, is not appropriate. So everything is perfectly safe. And what we do is we listen to our poet of the day, or we listen to our author, and then we let them know what we thought about maybe how they read, what we liked about it what we enjoyed in the story, what we think might be happening next. And yesterday we had some children posting up sentences, um, extra sentences that might come from the story. Maybe as it's a story, you might write a sentence or two of what comes next or what you think has come before. So it's up to you, but we like to give our authors a response. So we're braced and ready for that. And Russell, I think it's time that we had... Um, michelle paver reading this is a beautiful reading
6: hello i'm michelle paver and you're listening to radioblogging.net hello i'm michelle paver and i wrote the wolf brother books and i'm going to read you a bit from my latest which is called viper's daughter and just to set the scene for you you don't have to have read the previous books to enjoy viper's daughter and they're all about a boy a girl and a wolf battling to survive in the Stone Age. And in in Vipers' Daughter, in the bit I'm going to read to you, Torak and Wolf are canoeing up the coast. They're looking for Wren. She's the girl and she's gone missing. And they're very far north. And they're about to encounter creatures they've never seen before. Torak swerved to avoid a lump of black ice. And Wolf nearly fell overboard. Torak growled at him to sit, but Wolf ignored him. His eyes were bulging and he was panting in alarm. To reassure him Torak stretched and yawned. It didn't work. It had taken a lot to persuade Wolf into the canoe and he still hated it. He was scared of the sea and he kept hearing giant fish howling in the deep. Fin Keddin had warned Torak about whales. In summer they swim close to the shore to scratch their bellies And if you see seabirds screaming above a patch of sea, stay clear. It means whales are feeding beneath. Twice a whale had surfaced so close they'd nearly capsized. And a while ago, the wind had done its best to smash them against an iceberg. It was a warning. The far north was telling them to go back to the forest. As the sun didn't set in this strange land, Torak had lost track of the days. He was gripped by the fear that he would never find Wren. He couldn't imagine being without her, even when they were with others. They had only to exchange a glance across the fire to feel the bond between them. What if that never happened again? He was also sharply aware that while she had prepared for her journey, he had not. He needed warm, seaworthy clothes and a skin boat made of whalebone and seal hide that wouldn't anger the seal mo- sea mother. But so far. She hadn't met, he hadn't met anyone to make the trade. He knew people lived here. The ptarmigans, the narwhal and walrus clans, his friends, the white foxes. Where were they all? To make matters worse, his water skin was empty, and though the cliffs scowling down at him were veined with waterfalls, he couldn't find anywhere to land. From a sea cave ahead came a weird, booming roar, although from what Torak could make out, there was nothing inside but boulders what sort of land was this where even boulders roared wolf's ears were flat against his skull his tail clamped between his legs oh, he warned three of what Torak had thought were boulders lumbered into the sea and swam towards them spouting spray they swam fast a huffing snort off the prow and a head bobbed up the creature was covered in warts And from its pouchy upper lip jutted two sturdy yellow tusks as long as Torak's forearm. Its dark eyes were harder than pebbles. Vinkedin had warned him about walruses too. They don't eat people, but if you get too close, they'll kill. I'm not hunting you, Torak told the walrus. With a grunt, it dived, displaying a mottled bulk twice the size of the canoe as it sank out of sight. Its companions had also vanished. Uneasily, Torak and Wolf peered into the dark green water. The walruses could be anywhere. He hadn't paddled far when they bobbed up again, some distance behind, rearing above the waves they stared at Torak until he'd paddled well past their canoe, their, their cave. By now, he was desperately thirsty, and Wolf's flanks were heaving. They came to a stream crashing down a cliff, with a strip of shore beneath, but... As Torak paddled towards it, Wolf growled. His hackles were stiff and he was gazing intently at the cliff top. Torak craned his neck and locked eyes with the biggest ice bear he'd ever seen. She stood high above, her long claws gripping the edge. Her chest and muzzle were stained yellow with blubber. Her nose crisscrossed with scars. Her flat black stare never left Torak as she tasted his scent with her dark grey tongue. Clumsily, he paddled backwards. The ice bear shifted from paw to paw, seeking a way down to this temptingly easy prey. Two fluffy white cubs appeared either side of her and peered curiously at Torak. Their mother swung her long neck. Obediently, they backed out of sight. Snuffing, licking the air, the bear extended one massive forepaw and clawed for a foothold, Pebbles skittered and bounced. She drew back with a hiss. Too steep. Torak sped off before she changed her mind.
1: This is radioblogging.net. Broadcast into homes and schools across the
3: world. Wow. That was fantastic. That was so beautifully read, wasn't it? That was that was really, really special. So, folks, if we are now going to give Michelle uh, a response about that beautiful reading from her new novel, Viper's Daughter, um, you click on the, <clears throat> the pink blob with the plus mark. Up comes your um, little padlet, and uh, uh, you type your name in. Uh, we only need first names, folks, and um, then... I've started writing. Uh, the uh, the uh, here we go. The uh, the reading drew me into the story, and I could see it in my mind. I like the phrase pebble pebbles skittered because it sounded like the meaning. I thought that word skittered sounds rather like pebbles clashing against each other. Um, so I thought that was a really well used phrase. So now I'm ready to post that. I just move the cursor and click somewhere else on that colored background. And bingo, it says awaiting approval. Now, no no images, please, when you put these up. Just uh, um, your name, um, uh, first names only, and what you've written. Be doubly careful that you've checked it because it's so easy when we're writing to miss out a word to miss out the capital, the full full stop. And we've said often on this program before, let's be fussy with our writing. Let's be careful and attentive. Reread it, make sure it is exactly as you would like it to be, and then uh, click on the rest of the Padlet and it says, awaiting approval. Now, if you then reread it and think you've made a mistake, um, move the cursor back onto it. And at the top, you can see there's a gray box and you'd go to the three little dots there, and it will allow you to do some editing of some sort. Now, David, you're in charge of um, uh, checking all of these. So would you like to just say anything else about the Padlets? And um, how do people refresh the page? The other thing, David, is I know you love the globe. And when I look at that globe, right at the bottom, it says page views 211,000. And that means that that's the that's the families and schools that are logged on. Well, let's say in each family there are two people, so that's instantly four hundred potentially four hundred and twenty thousand. But if a school has got three, four, five people, we could be well over a half a million people listening into the show.
5: Just talk us through those
3: things, would you, David?
5: yes uh, thanks pi i'll start just on the padlet really because uh, padlet for the um, adults and teachers um, especially the teachers listening is a free resource and anyone can get a a padlet you have to be over 13 to sign up to one as you'd expect but you can get that set up so you can do this yourself on your own websites and and platforms as well when you're back at school but we love padlets because it's instant and quick and we can have things approved first so that it stays really safe um, also, love the feature where you can edit because we all make mistakes. We all send something in and we've missed something off. To spot it is the key, and to be able to hover your mouse over it or tap on it, depending on what device you uh, or device you are using, is key. So yes, uh, Pi did mention about refreshing the screen. Depending what device you're using, it could be for on a laptop pressing F5. It could be the refresh button in near your address bar, which will be a circular arrow um, to refresh the screen. Then you'll see all the latest. So keep refreshing because I'm approving tens of these every 30 seconds as they come through and and are checked. Um, Pai mentioned the globe at the bottom. Yes, the stats. Now, all the blog sites that I use with schools, we always put these tools on to show the children that people are actually listening people are watching people are visiting and you can see the stats at the moment you see the flag counter um it's, it's crazy we've got i think it's over about 110 different countries have viewed have come on have read your writing that you are writing on the show they've gone and read it some of them are leaving you comments and you can reply to those and the globe is a visual um, a visual representation. And if you can see on the globe right now, it says Mountain Viewing California is on there, which is probably Google, which is quite interesting um, because Google scan through and check and list blog posts. So all your blog posts are also going to be found via Google. So when people search for a wolf story, if your words in there, if you've got used the words wolf story or whatever it might be, yours will appear through Google as well. So we are really creating publishers here, Pi. Um It's fantastic to watch, great to read, and very exciting, isn't it? Yeah, I love doing it, and I love the refreshing of the page
3: because I go to the top of my computer, and there it says radioblogging.net, and I look to the right, and there is this semicircular a thing with an arrow on it and it says reload the back and there we are and bingo up come hundreds of them chloe this was an amazing reading i agree with you absolutely i like the soft voice of michelle paver me too made me want to read the book lovely beautiful amazing reading absolutely jemima i like how the bear's emotions change quickly from mother to being a threat I also like how the waterfalls are described as veins in the cliff. Yes, isn't she clever? Because the story is so exciting, so cracking, and every now and then it's beautiful little phrases that really bring it alive inside your imagination. Um, Catherine, I love how you described how the wolf had his tail between his legs and his ears pinned back. If wolf was scared, uh, scared after everything that he's experienced, he knew something really terrifying was ahead of him yes she uses the description of how wolf behaves in order to let us know how he's feeling i think that's very very clever will i like the story and the description of the howling fish beneath the uh water yes that's the wave uh the whales isn't it sachin i like how you named the wolf wolf yes absolutely sharpened to the point there Dot um, yes I like this because it's a very interesting story I like the description which makes it um, even more real Fran I love this it's it's sensational I love the wording can't wait to read it love the ice, ice bear uh, description so those will be posted and posted if we go back now to uh, the main page keep posting your responses up there and we will have the interview with Michelle Paver Uh, in a while but we have some other padlets so we're back on the main page now with the wolf howling and we're going to do some wolf description so get the first one uh, up and there you can see the wolf howling click on the pink blob and up comes it says title so i put pi in there just your first name cursor down where it says write something and now i'm going to do some wolf description and we've done this quite a lot we can use similes with like similes with as we can use our adjectives but choose carefully don't overword it we can bring that wolf alive we can describe detail we have the claws we have the legs we have the fur the gray in the fur the white in the fur the dark in the fur and those rusty little edges we have the ears we have the eyes we have the teeth we have the tongue we have the howling we have the running so all sorts of sentences, descriptive language that we could use. So let's go for a little bit of description. Uh, Wolf's, wolf, wolf's, wolf's eyes were like thin splinters of ice glittering in the sunlight. So I've written that in. Now, before I post it, I double check. This is important. Be fussy, as we've said check for that wolf's eyes were like think splinters get rid of that k thin splinters of ice glittering in the sunlight is fine now and i've even remembered the apostrophe wolf's eyes the eyes of the wolf so i've got that apostrophe uh, uh, apostrophe after the f quite pleased with about thin splinters of ice glittering in the sunlight click there it goes and it says awaiting approval so Uh, Everybody is now putting their descriptive sentences up. Russell, do we have a short interlude we could have here? We have a short interlude, indeed. And then shout-outs afterwards. It's seven minutes past
0: ten, and you're listening to Radio Blogging live across the planet.
1: This is radioblogging.net, here for you every weekday at 9.30am.
2: You're listening to All Request Sunday with Ian Rocky and Russell
4: Pruitt. It is a beautiful day here in the West Country. and I'm really looking forward to this. We've got a great show lined up. I had a text message Just says, big shout out to Bethany and Toby, who
0: heard about your Sunday show when they were radio blogging with you and Pi last week. I
4: remember them both very well. It's bringing people together. So this is your opportunity to get in touch with us this afternoon and say hello to somebody that maybe you've not seen for some time.
1: This is radioblogging.net with
4: Ian Rocky and Russell Pro. Fancy a new challenge? Come and help catch Gerald the Mouse, who has plagued pie for weeks and is on the edge of despair. You'll be required to protect the contents of Pie's fridge. You will set mouse traps and chaperone the camp. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Pull it together. And then usually at all costs. Still there? Me, absolutely. Uh, I'm, just checking, I'm just che- i just checked. Hello. I was just enjoying your link.
0: Oh, you're far too <laughs> good. <laughs> well,
4: was it the introduction of Jason Moran's, which put <laughs> you off there eh, or stripe? It threw me at the time. Coming up to 18 minutes, I'd rather to uh four o'clock this afternoon. Very good afternoon. You're listening to Radio Blogging with Russell and believe it or not, Ian, who's managed to just arrive back at the microphone.
0: We often play the and we more often play the in Ian's case because this is very competitive these two gentlemen very competitive but it's a great warm-up activity it's a great starters and it's a great bit of CPD as well so without really knowing it we're passing on some great practice and some great CPD ideas
2: broadcasting across the globe this is Aura Quest Sunday
0: Yes, indeed. And Ian and I are back with you this Sunday at three o'clock. That was interesting. That was an advert for an advert for an advert. I love it. A trail for this show. It's so kind. Uh, And also this afternoon, Ian hosts a fabulous 2.15 live broadcast here on Radio Blogging. And he took some of our listeners with us uh, yesterday. I love that. Uh, Sachin was listening and that's so cool. Thank you so much. Even had a go at the Mystery Noise competition. Didn't get it right though, but that's fabulous. Shout outs from me. Now it's 10 minutes past 10. It's that smiley time again. Remember that we are on track today. This is from Skelmory Primary School. Looking forward to another great program. Thank you so much and hello to everyone. I think it's P4 P5 there were listening last time but let me know if more of you put some names in your text message. Love to give them a shout out there as well. Uh, Neam uh, Fion at Desbra's first radio blogging... Uh, is first uh, uh, Desbra's, I'm sorry I mucked that up <laughs> Desbra's first uh, blogging experience this morning. Niam uh, is very excited as... She she had been reading wolf brother at school before lockdown bless please say hi i've done that and they'll be delighted hello to you i hope i got those names right uh, let me know if there's any more of you there hello this is miss brian from wrexham county primary school year five are so ready for another morning of fantastic writing well hello miss brian thank you so much indeed uh, on to uh twitter now maria richards getting very excited there thank you so much lovely uh lovely animation there as well uh, to sosia uh jaygul i hope i got that right as well some alternate. this is uh alliterative animals check out the little lemur laughing book very nice i've retweeted that's in the timeline good morning to james walker great game he says excellent Aidan savers thank you so much that boy can teach he certainly can some great tempting uh content from us today this morning very kind of you as well and our fabulous um artist uh singing artist rachel all is also with us today maybe we have some time to play another um uh, Gerald Track as well. Charlotte Tarras, hello to you. Good morning. Thank you so much indeed. St. Peter's, year six. Hello to all of you. You are in Bristol, I think, as well. And if you haven't been listening so far, you are very welcome today. First time listeners, I think, today as well. Miss Wood, hello. And Mrs. Neeson, good morning to you. Really good to have you with us. Sarah Russell, hello. Um, and this was a lovely tweet earlier this morning. Actually, very early. I got this. Um, Sarah says um, uh, her children have been doing robots all week because we so inspire last week bless i absolutely love that Uh, team three from super learners hello good morning to you as well good good comments keep them coming we are at radio blogging on twitter ian what do you have for us
4: Thank you so much, Russell. Yeah, plenty over here as well. We've got Daisy. Good morning, Daisy. Uh, excited to write about wolves. I know it's a great, great day today. Wants to have a shout out from Molly and Agatha. Isabel, good morning. Wants a shout out for her friends, Abby Daventry, and one to her sister, Amber Rose. Molly, good morning. Can't wait for today either. I know. Mrs. McCalmont, welcome back to you. You're there working with some children at Stone with Woodford School. Adi from Warren Road. Good morning. Um, thank you. You enjoyed our show yesterday. I'm glad you did. We uh, we enjoyed it too. Lily from Minehead. Good morning to you. Uh, shout out to all of five PG in Minehead and the Minehead Girls Football Team. Yeah, but you're missing your games at the moment. Not too long, hopefully. You get back on the pitch. Jake and Robin, good morning to you, returning listeners. There, also Satin, regular listener Felix um, and Luke and their dad James in London are listening as well, and also Grange Park Primary School as well. Lots of uh, comments and shout outs have come through on the email. This morning, which is radioblogging at gmail.com, of course. Marcus came in this morning. Hi, can Cameron and his dad please have a shout out? Just finished PE and now listening in. Um, An email through this morning uh, from Rebecca, Rebecca Robertson. Morning, I'm really looking forward to hearing Michelle Paver today. I have very happy memories of taking my two lads. And also children from Westwood School to listen to Michelle speak. She was such an inspiration. And my boys still have their little paw print badges. It's Tom's 25th birthday today. Happy birthday, Tom. We won't see him because he's in lockdown in Bristol. Andrew's working hard for his university finals. Thank you. Big thumbs up for the show. Love from Mrs. Robertson. Westwood with Iford Primary. Hello, Mr. R. Good morning, Mrs. R. Thank you for the email and thank you for listening. in. I hope you've enjoyed the show. I know you were excited about it. Sarah, good morning to you. Big shout out to Axel and Tia at Stone with Woodford School. Also to Sam. Can we shout out Turtle Class at the Abbey Church of England Academy? Kelly is missing you all. And can we give Goshawks at Gastrals a shout out as well? Yes, we can. Loads of comments as well. Might even need to keep some of these for later on. We had some even before the show started. Chloe, good morning. Looking forward to today's show. Harry wanted a shout out for 5RP in Mindhead Middle School. Molly, Anne as well. Thank you so much for getting in touch. Maud has been in touch this morning. Mummy Hall, good morning, Pi, Ian, Deputy Mitchell, and Russell. Please give a shout out to regular listener Sam. Uh, who is celebrating his 11th birthday today. Happy birthday, lover of wildlife. So he is delighted there is a wolf theme today. Akshath as well. Good morning to you. And Catherine, who loved yesterday's show, Making English Fun and Creative, as it should be. Lucy's fifth day listening today. Eva, as well, wants a shout out for all her amazing teachers at uh, Minehead Middle School. Also, Jess, Izzy, Lexi, and Grace. Um, Advaith, Chendor, as well. Good morning to you. And also... Frank, who's listening this morning as well. And finally for now, Bethany, who loves wolves because they love their she loves their way of communicating. She is really excited for the theme today. Shout out to Beth and Toby. My brother loves animals. And I hope that today will be brilliant. I hope you're enjoying it. Certainly we've had such high quality literacy already, and it is only ten fifteen. We are, of course, here until ten thirty. For now, it's back to Pie Corbett.
3: It's thank you very much. It's lovely looking at these. I'll um, just pick out a few. Dotty, the wolf's eyes were like a pool of cracked blue ice and his teeth were as sharp as icicle daggers shining in a cold underground cave. Great description. Carla has written quite a lot down here. Silky fur feathered with moon dust and eyes of distant stars. Do read Carla's quite a long one beautifully beautifully written and if you like them you can see that little heart at the bottom just click on that we like everybody to read everybody else's and to respond just by clicking on uh that little heart um because uh it's great to get a response but also because we can learn from each other pick up ideas from each other um, so that we're constantly adding to our store of possibilities. Molly, wool's fluffy fur wrapped around their thin body like a coat. I don't, I think that choice of thin body is really, uh, really good, Molly. Works well for me. Harrison B, the wolf's howl is as loud as a stomp of a giant. Love it. Harrison, just go back onto that. Hover your cursor over it because we need a capital letter and a full stop. So always double check, folks, but I'm going to give you a... Uh, an extra click on that heart because i love that one michael and mum the passage red has gripped us absolutely it did grip me sachin the wolf stalks stealthily preparing to pounce on its prey um, lots and lots of great ideas rear the wolf came from behind the tree its fur almost rusty in color its eyes pierced down sharp and focused rear just popped back And have another look at that one because there's a couple of commas you might be needing there. Phoebe, the wolf's teeth were like daggers. His fur was the perfect shade of grey-white. His amber eyes are like tiny suns. Harry, the wolf's whiskers like wire with it howling at the moon. Hannah, um, their nose is as accurate as an eagle catching its prey. Fantastic stuff. We are now ready, folks, to go to the next one. And that shows a three from a pack howling and we're going to imagine here that we are in the middle of a story we're writing a story about wolf and and the main character like torak and we're going to create some sentences and i've gone for a dramatic opener i've 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 put in there at that moment wolf paused and listened something was moving through the darkness towards him so we've done some description this is action. So we now need Wolf moving through the forest, moving through the darkness, waking early in the morning, um, tilting back his head and howling, and calling to his pack brother. So we need some story sentences. I think we could, do, we could try using some of those dramatic openers like at that moment, without thinking, without warning, in a flash, out of the blue, out of the darkness. Or try uh, uh, getting into it with an adverb starter. Curiously, amazingly, wonderfully, bravely, boldly, calmly, quietly, silently, comma, wolf padded through the darkness, etc. So story sentences, you'll be getting those up now. Uh, and i know as i'm talking there will be hundreds going up and russell we have probably got time have we got time for a little break here
0: we have indeed if you wanted a one as our favorite track as well we love to bring gerald into the show and it's time for a bit of gerald uh, if you wanted to as well some more shout outs coming your way in just a moment <coughs>
2: went wandering, and what did he spy? An open door leading to Shea Cottage Pie. He squeaked every morning, how lucky am I, living by the boiler in the home of Shea Pie. Pie saw a mouse, where? There on the square, where on the square, right there, a little mouse called I declare, he will forage in the porridge, oh yeah. There's a mouse in the house, not a moose on the loose, or an owl on the prowl, just a mouse in the house. Not a lobster or a mobster, not a rat, nor a cat, not a stoat or a goat, just a mouse in the house. I saw a mouse, there on the stair, well, on the stair right there, a little mouse called Gerald. Well, I declare he will forage in the porridge oh, yeah. In an order, and the potter, not a louse on the loose, nor a rabbit with a habit, nor a Scot who's called Bruce, not a zebra on a crossing, not a pancake for tossing, not a fox in a box, just a mouse in the house. I saw a mouse, where? There on the stair, where on the stair, right there. A little mouse called Gerald. Well, I declare, he will forage in the porridge. Oh yeah. He developed an itchin' and entered the kitchen, located the pantry and the porridge within. But Gerald got lonesome, being on his answer A friend would be lovely to share every crumb. I saw a mouse. Well, there on the stair, well on the stair, right there, a little mouse called Gerald. Well, I declare, he will forage in the porridge, oh yeah. A field mouse went wandering, and what did he spy? An open door leading to Shea Cottage Park.
1: This is radioblogging.net.
0: Oh, thank you, Rachel. Absolutely brilliant. We love playing that. I know. It's great, isn't it? Thank you so much, Rachel or there. mouse called Gerald. And that story's going to run and run. Uh, wanted to make a correction for the two people at Desborough's primary school there, Neve and Fion. Thank you so much indeed. And thanks very much, uh, John, for the correction there as well. Uh, Ian, what do you have for me?
4: Thanks so much, Russell. Yet yeah, plenty of shout-outs still coming in. Don't forget, of course, you can use our contact Padlet at the top of the page, uh, and also the email radioblogging@gmail.com. Krista is listening with her sister. Good morning, radio bloggers. Hope you have a great day. Enjoy the sun and have fun and stay safe. Thank you. And to you too, Bob, can I have a shout out? Yes, you can. There you go, Bob. Good morning. Thank you for joining. Carla, shout out to Lever's School, uh, Warren Road. I know indeed. It's tricky, isn't it? But you know what? Stay with us. We'll keep it going and we'll keep it bouncing along quite nicely. Mrs. Murrin, Morningstone with Woodford. Welcome back to work after maternity leave. Mrs. Baker, welcome back, Mrs. Baker. Hope it's going well. Enjoy your first in-school radio blog. Look after her, Axel. Absolutely, Axel. Make sure you look after her. Give her a good day there. Jenny. Michelle Paver is my favourite author, so I can't wait for today. No, we've been loving today. Erin from Tutsill. Good morning. Uh, Shout out for Josie and George. Isabel as well, listening in Daventry in Northamptonshire. And also Vine from Warren Road has been listening as well. Uh, Plenty of comments coming through this morning on the blog, which is really, really good. Of course, you can do that on the show page. You can just leave a comment and we get well over 100 every single day. Um, so we've got Maisie, we've got Finley, we've got Jamie, wanting a shout out for Ivy Lane. Good morning. Thank you, Holly. It's her 18th time listening this morning. Thank you, Holly. Thank you for sticking with us. Hadley, please can you get a big shout out to all of Mallory's Junior School. And I'm also noticing lots of new schools coming in. Lots of mm-hmm. new school names as well. Molly Ann from Exford. Can you have a shout out for your dog called Lady? Absolutely, you can. No problem. Miss Lewis, Good morning to you. Uh, Year five from Wexham Court Primary School in Berkshire, who love the show. Thank you very, very much indeed for tuning in. Really lovely. Cameron, good morning to you. Show sounding amazing. Thank you. We've been enjoying it as well. Glad you have as well. Indeed, Oliver, our listener from day one. Thank you very much for sticking with us. Monty is joining us this morning. Julia Sawyer as well. Hello from Lady Hastings in Thorpe. Arch. Also Ben as well this morning is joining us. Thank you very much. As is George, who was worried he was going to be late, but don't worry, George, you're here now and you are enjoying the show. Right. I think I better move on because the time is uh, 24 minutes past 10 o'clock. And I know that coming up next Russell we have an interview with Michelle Paver don't we well you'd think so wouldn't you <laughs>
0: pie is that what you'd like to do next should we yeah. do it to her yes, it absolutely. Is, it's yeah. a I cracking really interview so, yeah. as well but, you're yeah, going to enjoy yeah. this looking as well. forward to this here we go here's Michelle Paver mm-hmm. amazing absolutely you have pulled me into this world In just a couple of lines, you are very talented. My goodness, may I ask, um, how did you create the world that this is set in? What did you do to start that process?
6: Well, of course, I did read a lot about the stone age, um, because I needed to find out about how they lived and as much as we know, but that didn't really help me get into what they believed and how they thought. So, for that, I thought, well, I can't talk to Real Stone Age people. So I did the next best thing, and I went up to the Arctic and I talked to the Inuit people, people who live, still live, some of them in traditional ways. So the Inuit, we used to call them Eskimos, they live on seal and whale, um, and some of them on reindeer, and the Sami um, in in Lapland who who herd reindeer, and some of the American Native Americans in the, the northwest of America. And that was when I really started getting a feel for what it's like to be a hunter gatherer, which is what Torak and Wren are. You know, everything they need for survival they've got to find or make from what's just around them in the forest. And I live near Wimbledon in Common and, you know, sometimes on a on a cold wintry day I go out there and I think, My goodness, if I was Torak and Wren I'd need to make food and weapons and clothes and shelter all from animals and trees. You know, I don't think I'd last very long, but, but they do
0: wow and i wonder about the research around the wolves how did you go about finding about the behavior and the um and all the nuances around that
6: well you see wolf in the story i mean i try to make him as real as possible you know i make the whole book as real as i can and because i want the reader to feel that they're actually living the adventure with tarak and Wren and wolf and so I, I didn't want him to be a sort of cartoony wolf. I wanted to be, him to be as real as possible. So again, I, I read about behavior and, and the, the fact that you know wolves can smell thousands of times better than we can, um, and their hearing is pretty good as well. But of course, I had to meet some wolves to, to really get their characters. And so I went to somewhere called the U.K. Wolf Conservation Trust, which funnily enough, is only about half an hour's train ride out of London, so it's very convenient. And the wolves there, um, they're not wild because it's pretty difficult to get close to a wild wolf, but they're not completely tame either. Uh, You can't tame a wolf, they're not like dogs. So I had to obey wolf good manners, shall we say. I mean, in the books, Torak can actually speak wolf uh, for reasons you find out in the earlier books, but I can't. Um, But I do know how to approach a wolf, you know, and not offended and, you know, talking softly because they can tell a lot from your voice. And uh, not sort of looming over them, because that's quite bad manners. That's kind of saying, I want to boss you around. But equally, not sort of crawling underneath them, because that's saying, oh, you can boss me around. And you don't really want to be bossed around by a wolf. You know, that's, that's a bit disconcerting. I sort of approached them politely, and, and they can tell a lot from you. You know, I think they could tell that I wasn't scared. Um, and so they came up to me, and we became quite good friends. I became friends with some of them, and uh, particularly the, the ones who were little cubs. When I got to know them, there was one they called Torak, after um, my hero, and I, I bottle-fed Torak when he was a cub. And just in case you haven't ever handled wolf cubs, they are incredibly cute and completely impossible because they just chew everything. And even when they're little, they're, their jaws are, are quite strong. Um, but you know, that was it was meeting Torak, particularly the wolf, that is, uh, and his his sisters, and growing up with them, as it were, that that really helped me get their character because they're all different. You know the, the one wolf loves chewing ice another one loves sliding around on ice you know when the pond was frozen they love sliding around like they're skating another one i saw um she used to she was quite fastidious so she would sort of clean her teeth um using a bit of bramble you know blackberry branch with all the, all the thorns on that help get all the bits of of meat out between her teeth so they're all different um and they're they're quite different from dogs you know i mean i love dogs but talking to dogs is a bit like talking to babies compared to a wolf. Mm. You know, there's big golden eyes. There's a real something that stares back at you. Mm. I,
0: I met, thank you so much. The incredibly detailed answer. Just delightful. Um, you probably amass all your ideas in some form of sketchbook or notebook. May, may I just delve mm. inside that for a moment and ask what things you note? What do you notice around you?
6: Well, that's a great question, because when I'm, you know, wherever I'm in the Arctic or in Siberia for Viper's Daughter, you know, looking at a mammoth tusk sticking out of a a riverbed or something, um, I'm trying to take in everything. So I I never use a camera, for example, or very rarely just for publicity shots. I'm writing down what things sound like, um, the the smell of, you know, the the, the forest or um, the sound of a snowy owl. Um, as it lifts off from its perch or something, um, I, I'm taking down what things feel like and it's all been jotted down in the little notebook. I usually, when I'm in the Arctic, I take a waterproof notebook. They're really good actually because quite often I've been, I mean, like when I was in an ice cave under a glacier for Viper's Daughter, it was wet in there, it was dripping, you know, off the glacier on top of me. So I needed to have a waterproof notebook. So I'm just jotting down little sort of keywords or impressions. Any, and sometimes ideas, because I'm getting ideas for the story as I'm there, because I've got my characters with me in my head. Uh, and then when I get back to wherever I'm staying, I mean, if for Vipers' Daughter, I was staying on an icebreaker, because we were in outer Siberia. Then I would copy down what I'd written. Um, I'm afraid I'm a bit old fashioned. I don't take a, um, a laptop with me. Um, so I just jot it and write it down a little bit more in full in a, in a longhand notebook and then it sounds a bit laborious but it works and then i go home and then i I have i do have a computer at home um and then i type it up so it goes through a number of stages and that really helps because you know i've just got the impressions to begin with out in you know wherever i am swimming with killer whales or you know whatever and then i'm i'm writing it up and that's giving me more ideas for how that might be used in the story
0: Amazing. I wasn't expecting the laptop in there. I was all perfectly set up just to hear, <laughs> well, well, I use an ink pen and I take my own ink and <laughs> and it's all very, It's just gorgeous. Just listening to your answers. It's amazing. I, I, well, I just you, you really have opened up a really interesting world for me and I hope our listeners too. Thank you so much indeed for joining us and being part of our very special experience. Michelle Paver, thank you for joining us.
6: Great pleasure. Thank you. Hello, I'm Michelle Paver and you're listening to radioblogging.net.
3: Oh, I, I just absolutely loved that, Russell. I thought that was a tremendous, um, a tremendously interesting um, interview and very revealing about the research that she does so that she can make her story sound absolutely real. It reminded me a bit of what Frank Cottrell Boyce Uh, was talking about that if he was writing a book with a robot, he first of all did a lot of sketchbook work to do with robots so that um, he found out all sorts of information. So when he came to write uh, his story, he got lots and lots to feed off. thought that was tremendous. And what a lovely voice he's got as well. You could listen to that um, beautiful voice forever. So, folks, we've got hundreds on the padlet, absolutely going crazy uh, with great sentences from stories, And that all leads us very, very nicely. Well, um, oh, there's one from Daisy there. Creeping through the darkness of the cold, snowy forest, lay bright yellow eyes peering through the trees. I just love the way those, uh, it sounds like something straight from a story. Ollie, snow thumped as the wolf dashed across the forest floor. I like that choice of the word thumped. Uh, you can almost hear the snow thumping. Um, It sounds a bit like its um, meaning. And Luca, we've had Luca um, a number of times before. As the snow fell to the ground, the wolves craned their necks and howled. No one knows why, but that night they did not stop. They howled and howled until the sun rose and kissed the trees. Beautiful piece of writing. And there's a wonderful hook in there. No one knows why. So immediately the reader is thinking, why are they howling? Has something gone wrong? Are they in distress? Are they trying to communicate with a lost member of their pack? A great little hook, which makes me want to find out more. And that leads us to the next task. If you look below the second padlet, you see an orange rectangle that says, Ice E forest story, click on that. So now we have an ice forest story. And the big challenge for blogging today is to create um, either a whole story a short story or a section from a story. Depends how much time you've got to uh, devote to this and how well the story goes. But this is my version. And what I've tried to do, because I've read a lot of Michelle, well, I've read all of her books now. I finished The Viper's Daughter, the new one. It's a great read. um What I've done is I've tried to write in the style of. I've called my main character Carl, and instead of wolf, I've got dog. Um, And I will read you my story and that sets it up very, very nicely for you to have a go at yours. And in my story, um, something comes out of the darkness. Ice Forest. It was late when Carl came to the ice forest. Tall trees towered over him, jagged with icicles that hung down like strange sharp teeth. The last thin rays of winter sunlight slipped through the bare branches, casting a maze of ebony shadows on the forest pathway. Carl sat down under a tree and waited. A bitter wind shivered through the forest, gripping his body in an icy fist. Carl sensed something moving in the dark, something watching him. He gripped a thin flake of flint and waited. A squirrel ran down a tree trunk, its beady eyes picking him out. Then it scurried back up and was lost in the treetops. Far away, Dog ran between the trees, following the scent. In the distance, he could hear his brother's lonely call, a sharp distant cry that drew him closer. Darkness settled onto the forest, but Dog loved the dark. Everything stilled and the scent track seemed cleaner and easier to follow. Stars glittered above and the moon hung like a bear's claw. He ran on. Carl stared into the night so hard that his eyes ached. Something moved between the trees pacing in his direction. Shivering, he tried to keep as still as rock to become one with the tree, to be tree. A scuffle of leaves, the flicker of a branch. Carl longed for Dog, whose night sight would soon seek out whatever was stalking him. The yellow eye had gone. Now it was a world of shadows and shapes. A snow color covered boulder seemed to rise out of the darkness. The ice bear stood up on its hind legs, its great face turned slowly, sensing the bitter stillness. Karl flicked the flint to one side, and as the bear moved towards the sound, he ran in the opposite direction. Images whirled in Karl's mind, the ice bear's swollen eyes, the ice storm. Then he paused. Silence, nothing. It was as if the forest had swallowed the bear. Something warm brushed by his leg. Dog licked his hand, waiting to see what Carl would do next. And if you want, you can carry on my story. You can create your own story. It doesn't have to be a whole story. It can be part of a story. Write your title and name in the box just underneath mine. And then there's a big space there for you to create your blog posts, fill in the bits underneath and submit. Now, those of you who have not been on before, what happens then is every single post is read and only those that um, uh, are sensible are put up. And then if you want to read them, because this is part of it, click on at the very top, it says listeners posts. If you click on there, you will be able to see hundreds, in fact, thousands of, of blog posts. And um, the top one says Ice Forest by Isabella. I mean, you can leave a comment by clicking just underneath that. And we like to respond to each other's posts. So if everybody listening, if you all responded to one post, then everybody would get some feedback on their writing. And now go back to the original page And because it's 10.38, we're almost ready for the extension task. In fact, I'm going to, Russell, go straight into that, if I may, and come back to you. So under where it says Icy Forest Story, click on extension task Orange Rectangle. And this is how we are going to start tomorrow. Um, Not tomorrow. We're on Friday. So we're back on Monday. Now, all of next week is going to be an adventure story. What we're going to do is each day we will have an, add another bit on to our adventure story. And in the adventure story, there is an airship. Those of you who know Cogcart, we have an airship. Those of you who know Vashti Hardy's wonderful stories like Brightstorm, there is an airship in our one. So um, what we're going to do, my big task for you is to create an advert to sell an airship and our main character is going to buy an airship and set off to explore and you've got all the normal stuff for doing your blogging but right at the very bottom there is the opportunity and I'll talk about this in a moment to actually record what your advert is and we like you to do it in different voices if you can so I'll do mine for sale airship here we go do you want to be an explorer? Have you dreamed of travelling to the very ends of the planet? Do you have the moon in your sight? If so, please read on! By now, this amazing, skyworthy airship, the Star Grazer, has flown from one end of the planet to the other so many times that she could almost fly to your destination without thinking. Beautifully crafted from the finest light woods, with highly polished railings and whale grease ropes and rigging. The Star Grazer is renowned amongst travellers and explorers. The gigantic airbag is made of the very best materials, including weathered dragons, dragon skins fashioned in the workshops of Patagonia by the airship maker's Secret Guild. This glittering prize flies high at a great speed and is amazingly comfortable. Steady in storms, she will perform just as well above deserts as mountains. She comes complete with fully fitted kitchen, world mapping system, and Telescopican systems guaranteed to 100 miles with the curve around the horizon. At a bargain price for 100,000 punts. Buy now and we will deliver for free. Let the wind take your sails. The engines heat the balloon. And be the envy of every explorer. Call 040506070809 now. So the challenge is to write a for sale advert Try and use Voices if you can, if there are two or three of you. You're selling an airship and you can submit that. But if you go down the bottom of the page, you can see the Padlet there and you can perform your writing. And Russell, there is there. Um, it says how to record an audio Padlet. So all we do is click on that uh, and presumably we can hear some instructions as, as to how to um Uh, how to record David is there anything else to say about the
5: recording of their um, padlets here um, well, I think uh, my advice is to go and listen to some. Um, mm. Explore them. Look at the different ways people are using them. They've got voices. Um, some people have used two or three people, as we've heard through this. But go and have a listen. Um, when it's One thing to say as well, when we hear them on the radio, uh, what Russell does, and he, he, he won't say this because he's, he's too humble, but Russell will uh, go and grab these late at night from the Padlet and add the jingles and the music and things into them to make them sound the way they do Mm. on air so don't listen to the ones on that we play in the morning and think i can't do that news jingle or i can't put these sound effects on Uh, russell is very talented at that kind of stuff and we'll do that for you Mm. we just need the audio and those voices crystal clear so my advice uh, have a go listen back to it. Are you happy with it? Get someone else to listen to it or get someone to help you and just have a go, be brave and Mm -hmm. uh, let's get some audio published on there as well, Pai. That would be excellent. And then on Monday morning,
3: we will be able to have a couple of children's voices uh, as part of the show. And I always, always love hearing that. Before I hand over to you, Russell, big shout out to Daisy, who's been with us today, hasn't quite yet been brave enough to put anything up on the badly. Um, But next time, I'm sure you will. Russell, we're getting towards the end of the show, sadly. We have, and what a cracking show it is again. We have done some great modelling today
0: of some excellent writing, and we're moving towards a much longer and detailed storytelling activity, and we'll have more of that next week. Pi, that was absolutely brilliant. I loved the airship advert, and I'm saving right now for it. It's believable. And listeners, <laughs> we want you to do the same. Don't worry about the buff and the polishing. That's what we'll do here. Focus on your language. Make it compelling compelling. compelling and exciting put some excitement in your voice short is always better than a really long rambling advert they're the ones that hold listeners attention the most absolutely so looking forward to delving into those and you have till sunday evening to do that folks because that's when i will prepare those padlets for next week so get it done over the weekend and we'll play them on monday ian what do you have for me now
4: Thank you so much, Russell. 17 minutes to 11 o'clock this morning, Friday the 24th of April. What a wonderful, wonderful day it has been here on radioblogging.net. We've got Wilfred, who'd like a shout out. Also, Gabby. Uh, and also Jenny as well um, and going to the comments Skelmorley Primary it was lovely hearing the extract lots of good ideas for read aloud books great that's what we're here for glad you're enjoying it Savannah would like a shout out as well um, as would Luca who is listening from Belden a massive shout out to my teachers Mrs Armstrong and Mrs Wilkinson and everyone at Belden CAB Primary Mrs Murrin, happy birthday Sam have a fabulous day Issa would like a shout out to her teachers and friends in Wexham Primary School especially hungry year five absolutely dom says i love this show it's really inspiring how they can be so positive in these sad times well we are trying to just keep things bouncing along nicely every weekday morning from 9 30 isla as well who is missing everybody can't wait until this is over also Archie best show ever thank you so much Eve agrees thank you very much indeed also Jess this morning has been in touch and Adrian good morning everyone another day another blog and uh, I hope you've enjoyed the show as well I've got a couple of emails that have come through as well uh, Miss Little says welcome back Mrs Baker I hope your first day in school is going well have a fun day and um, because we run out of time I've got a lovely poem from Claire Kilgore uh, it's an alphabetical Literacy, um, a literative poem that Pi and I played this morning, which I'm going to read out on this afternoon's show, 2.15, here on radioblogging.net. Thank you. Russell, back to you.
0: No, absolutely. So that's a date for everyone. 2.15 today on the site. We'll have the player up for you right in the middle of the page at 2.15. You can catch this, and I'll pick up some extra shout-outs, which I've got on my screen. It has been absolutely crazy. I think our listener numbers will be off the scale today. And thank you so much indeed for making us your go-to listeners literacy friend at 9 30 weekdays it's a real pleasure to have you along and i hope you've been able to feel that you've had something out of it that you've been able to move your learning journey forward no matter where you are we hope to move you forward i think we're bringing in lots of children from lots of different ages i think our youngest listener was down at four years old and they had a go at one of the audio padlets as well so there's no excuse for any of you any of you so thanks so much indeed for making this a very special week next week more incredible than this week, if that was possible. I'm so looking forward to playing the brilliant reading uh, from Peter Bunzel. You are so going to love that. Until Monday, uh, it's cheerio, ta goodbye from all of us at Radio Blogging. Ian and I are back on Sunday at 3 o'clock as well. I'll catch you at 2.15 on the channel. Until then, have a great morning. We'll catch you at 2.15.
1: Welcome to Radio Blogging, daily shows with interactive activities to keep everyone busy and engaged. Brought to you by Pi Corbett, David Mitchell, Ian Rocky, and Russell Prue. Just listen and blog. It's live, fun, and interactive, and with new educational tasks every day. Just head over to radioblogging.net to listen and find out more.